Girlfriends, episode number 342, Make Your Home a Holy Place with Pamela Niles and Haley Minahan. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week I have special guests, two good friends and authors who have written a book about building your domestic church. Can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the show. Glad you are here. Thank you so much for showing up for this newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I love connecting with you here, and I'm so grateful for your time. So this week, we're going to be talking with uh, two women who wrote a book together with their husbands. The book is called Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. And I loved my conversation with them. But before we dive into that conversation, I just wanted to remind you of a couple of ways that you can be staying in touch with the Girlfriends Podcast. The first is to subscribe to the show notes. If you don't already do that, you're going to want to do that. You want to get the show notes in your inbox every week. It's a great way for us to stay connected outside of the podcast. So you can do that very simply in the US. You can text the word girlfriends to 33777. Or you can go to ascensionpress.com and subscribe there if you're not in the US and that that texting trick won't work for you. But that's a great way for us to stay in touch. And one added bonus in the show notes is every week I'm sharing a song of the week and I'm going to be pulling these together into a a playlist. So I'm taking your suggestions for these songs. So let me know if you have a suggestion for it. But in the meantime, I'm sharing one song a week that's kind of a song for the week. Sometimes it's related to what we're talking about here on the podcast. Sometimes it's just something that I'm loving listening to. So I want to share it with you all. So for sure, you want to be subscribed to the show notes. Text the word girlfriends to 33777. And then the other way we can be connected is through the Girlfriends community. If you go over to girlfriendscommunity.com, it's really, a beautiful online growing community of women who are there for all the right reasons. We want to be encouraging and supporting each other in day in, day out, faith and family living. We do it through daily prayer support, ongoing conversations, twice a week live video chats with me. It's a really fun and interactive, dynamic way of us connecting, going deeper in some of the topics we talk about here on the podcast, but for you all to get to know each other a little bit. This is such a wonderful gift and I've loved being a part of it. I've loved watching it grow and I want you to be a part of it too. So you can get all the information about joining us at girlfriendscommunity.com. All right, I want to share this conversation that I had with Pamela Niles and Haley Minahan. They are two friends and they happen to be the wives of the guys behind uh, the Catholic Man Show podcast. Maybe your husband listens to that one. But this time I just had the two women here to talk about their new project, Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Let's take a listen. Joining me here today on Girlfriends are two new friends and co-authors, Pamela Niles and Haley Minahan. Together with their husbands, they've written a book about how to make your home a holy place. The name of the book is Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Both of these families live in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and they homeschool their children. In their book, they share experiences as well as their aspirations for building the domestic church. Pamela Niles and Haley Minahan, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm so excited 
that you're here. Hi, thanks, Danielle. Hi. Yeah, thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. I'm so excited about this book. I think it's a much needed resource in the church today. Families just need that kind of practical support. Mm-hmm. And I think what, you, what you're talking about there is really a goal for everybody. But before we dive into the content of the book, maybe I'll give you each just a turn to share a little bit about your family, about your faith background. Um, I know you've got some uh, Catholic famous husbands that maybe you want to share a little bit about. Uh, so I'll go for I'll, for you first, uh, Pamela, tell us a little bit about you guys. All right. Um, well, I actually grew up here in Broken Arrow, and um, so did my husband. We went to the same parish growing up, and our families were kind of friends, so that's, you know, exciting. Yeah. And I was raised Catholic and went to college, went to the Newman Center, you know, kind of one of those slow and steady faith journeys. <laughs> So David and I have been married eight years now, and we have five kids. We're homeschooling the two oldest. Like our kids are all, you know, Mm -hmm. real close together. So the oldest is seven. So we've got a second grader and a first grader that we're homeschooling. And, you know, that's been interesting and fun and challenging and all all of the things. I remember those yeah. days for sure, for sure. Well, that's yeah. that's wonderful. And of course, you know, homeschooling families really need the kind of support that you're talking about here mm-hmm. in this book. Um, how about you, Haley? What's your background? Um, I am a convert um, in 2012, and I grew up uh, right outside of Portland, Oregon, uh, with no real faith background. But Adam and I met in college at Oklahoma State, and he was mm-hmm. he's a cradle Catholic, comes from a great a big, beautiful Catholic family. Also they, went to our parish growing up. So mm-hmm. they, oh, okay. yeah, so this yeah. Is all, it's, in the, oh, all yes. in the neighborhood. It's a big party. Yes, Adam and David have been, <laughs> you know, best friends since uh, kindergarten, first yeah. grade, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the timeline, <laughs> but um, we met and their family took me in and um, converted. And we have four children and one on the way as well. Oh, wonderful. Um, and Let's see. We're homeschooling. We are starting fourth, third, and kindergarten. And so my kindergartner, oh, there's one of mine. <laughs> um, she, it'll be her first year. So this will be my first year with three in school. So we're making that transition. And Oh, it's so Yeah, great. yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, so you guys are kind of in the thick of things with regard to your family lives. I mean, oh, yeah. right there. In the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fully getting started with all of that stuff. Um, so why, you know, during this especially busy time in your family life, why, why did it feel like the time is right now for, for you two together with your husbands to be like, oh, let's let's actually put out a book? Well, I might say that our husbands thought the time was right. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, um, actually, it kind of all originated with our diocesan magazine. Um, we wrote several articles for them spanning across um, a whole year. And mm-hmm. I think it was Adam's idea, like, hey, let's let's put this in a book. You know, there's some good stuff here that would be helpful to anybody, you know, not just people here in Oklahoma or not just young families, but right. really beneficial to your faith life and um, your family. So mm-hmm. um, really, it's been, I think those articles started in 2020. So it's been like okay. two years. So Haley, were, were you on board right away? You know, when, when the husbands brought you this idea, <laughs> you did they what? do it individually? Did they sit you down, pour you a glass of wine and say, uh-huh. hey, let's write a book? Well, I was happy to help with the articles. And that seemed like mm-hmm. a very feasible thing with four of us, you know, all working on it together. 
The book mm-hmm. idea, I think I was more of a hesitant participant. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, having never done it before, you just don't know everything that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, really Ascension made it very, very a smooth process for oh, yeah. us to be able yeah. to to do something like that. Because then, you know, writing a book, are, that would have never been on my radar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. right, right. So yeah. you're, you're just kind of going through, you know, daily family life. So so speaking of that, let, let's talk about some of the content of the book. Mm-hmm. Is, is this something that you you felt, uh, you know, you were sharing with about this topic in these articles that you were doing? Um, but did you feel like there was a real need among people in your community or people you were talking to that were looking for that kind of practical support? Like how... How do I, I mean, ultimately what I would describe this as is like, how do you give your your family like a, a Catholic culture, mm-hmm. you know, it's beyond Sunday, beyond, you know, beyond going to mass, in what ways can you be building up your your faith life and your kids' faith life mm-hmm. in these practical ways? Uh, Pamela, was that something that you really felt a need in your community or among people you were talking to? Yes, I think so. And like I said, we started these articles in 2020. So at first, I think it was just kind of another like, family culture, liturgical living type of thing. And then, you know, because of all the things that happened that year, it really, I think, became more imperative that we um, shared tools that we've learned or heard about and want to implement in our families because we couldn't go to church Mm -hmm. or we couldn't, you know, have big community Mm -hmm. feast day parties. So how can you do that just in your domestic home, um, domestic church? So, yeah, I think there definitely is a need. You know, I think there's a lot of people who like rock the domestic church and then other people who want to rock the domestic church and then other people who like, oh, (laughs) we could do that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it just hadn't maybe even crossed their minds. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there's a need and like, you know, we're always learning things from other people Mm -hmm. and. Right. And not just for other people, but a need for my family as well. We drew a lot of inspiration Mm -hmm. from the other families who Mm -hmm. are doing these wonderful things. And so that was. Yeah. And some accountability like, oh, we have this, you know, prayer space. Are we really using it? You know, like, let's Mm -hmm. let's get on that and use it like we want to, you know, some accountability. (laughs) Um, so you've used that phrase, the domestic church. There, you know, I think many people have heard it in different places, but there were some people I think, and and this was me for many years, who kind of like, what exactly is that? What are we talking about? It's kind of like churchy speak. So maybe we'll we'll ask you, Haley, could you just describe what what we mean by the domestic church when we're we're talking about that? Yes, when we wrote the book, the idea of the domestic church was taking what we have been given through the holy sacrifice of the mass in the doors of our parish and not just letting it stop there taking those things mm-hmm. home being showing reverence through the things that we have in our home the statues our prayer space using the home intentionally as you know a parish would their sanctuary mm-hmm. and so we um wanted to emphasize that every part of your home, literally every room, you can, it's for a purpose. You want to use it for a purpose. And that's what we kind of um, saw as our, you know, using that term domestic church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even just like the liturgy of the mass, like everything is so specific. You know, the priest has his specific role, Mm -hmm. the deacon, the altar servers, you know, so even within the family, like you know, what is my role, my particular vocation within the family and a relationship, you know, just even learning those things about your own family. 
um, you know, mm-hmm. serving and giving mm-hmm. and and then well, I don't know if this is jumping the gun or not, but uh, we have a no, chapter okay. on hospitality and it's just kind of the culmination of your domestic home. Now that we've cultivated, you know, virtue and our relationships and all these things we've kind of been preparing for, we can invite others in to our community and to our domestic church and really be able to help build them up and, you know, mm-hmm. evangelize just like our parish wants to evangelize, you know. Our, our right. bishop likes to say, let's make Tulsa Catholic, everybody in Tulsa. And it's like, yes. <laughs> so we, That's a tall order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so um, so you've, you've mentioned some things like, you know, prayer space in your home and that kind of thing. What are some of these practical ideas that we're, we're talking about here? Because we can get kind of a, a, a very idealistic idea of what this means, like to be praying in our homes with our kids and to make our homes holy places. But practically speaking, um, what, what does that look like? Or what are some examples? that you might draw from the book? Mm-hmm. Well, we recently got, well, a couple years ago, we got rid of the TV in the living room and put it like somewhere else. You know, we don't want to mm-hmm. be focusing on the TV while we're having conversation or whatever. And then recently we got a big crucifix for our mantle. You know, my husband was like, oh, nice. this, this is what our life is about. We should have it like prominent. And, and so, you know, we have that just in our living room, but also we have a little area with a kneeler candles, you know, crucifix. And every night as a family, we pray there. And then, you know, during the day, people will stop and pray there or, you know, pray your rosary there. Yeah. Your morning prayers. Um, Just a space that's reserved only for that, you know, sacred. Mm-hmm. It's set apart from the rest of our house. And if you go upstairs, you can't miss it. You know, people will know like, <laughs> oh, they pray, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think as far as um, like a family altar, Um, Especially when Mm -hmm. the little kids are young, you know, they see the statues, we have a holy water font, you know, the senses, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. at our, you know, for my family, that's really important, just the physical things that they can see and smell, although we don't have any incense. You guys have incense. Yeah, we have incense. Yeah. And then- <laughs> well, yeah describe for us what it's, what your setup is like at your house, Haley. Well, ours is uh, right in our living room. And so we have a beautiful table Adam's grandpa made for us that uh, we have the crucifix. We have um, some holy cards spread out. We have little prayer books, things like that for the kids. Um, and also Pamela gave a great idea during that uh, the end during the end of Lent to cover Jesus with the purple cloth and just little things like that that the children That's see. That's not that. my idea, but we do that. Well, they do that, <laughs> and I stole that idea from them. So there, you know, things like that that I would never thought. I was like, oh yeah, we can do that in our home as well. And yeah, right. and being mindful yeah. of the liturgical season, like I have made little altar cloths, you yeah. know, purple and green and red and white. Mm-hmm. They have a little mm-hmm. song, and like during Lent. We try to like keep the decorations like kind of bare. Don't put all the spring stuff out yet, you know, or mm-hmm. happy Easter. You know, you really want to, but mm-hmm. just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these are very, you know, kind of physical ways of kind of transforming your home. What might you say to somebody who's a little hesitant about this because they're like, I'm not a crafty person mm-hmm. or, you know, that I, I don't feel like I have those skills. But that isn't, you know, the whole of what we're talking about when we're talking about making your home a holy place. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could speak to that just a little bit. Well, I am not a very crafty person. <laughs> so if I can do it, I believe anybody could do it. If You know, it's very mm-hmm. simple. You don't have to make, a, you know, a, what it would be nice, a beautiful, you know, a liturgical cloth. But I just cut out 
a square, a purple square, or I cut out, and it's not pretty, but you know, it's mm-hmm. it's there, and um, the children can see it. Um, and then just finding just a crucifix. Right. It's not always something you have to make or spend a lot of mm-hmm. time doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely feasible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are are you more of the crafty type? Pamela, um, I, yes, you, yes, I, she is. I would like, I would like to be the crafty type. I, you know, yeah, I'm not a big go getter, no. but I'm a big like. You, let me think about this and like buy some stuff, and maybe one day I'll do. It. <laughs> yeah, I think the point of encouragement that many families need to hear is that it, it's it's you're you're already a domestic church, right? This right. isn't something mm. you're creating. This isn't like this isn't you, you know? And like I remember once I I saw like there was like a whole program online for like, you know, how to do Advent in your family. And we should talk about Advent for sure. Uh because this is like a big pressure point I think among Catholic moms, like how do you do Advent? Mm-hmm. How do you do it properly? And and I remember at the time having the hesitation myself because I think I was probably pr- pretty in a similar stage of life where you guys are now where all my kids were little and homeschooling and everything and just feeling like oh it's another thing I have to do overwhelmed, <laughs> like, it's another overwhelmed. Thing, you know yeah. another magic show I have to put on here in this house mm-hmm. and yet having the, the revelation on one particular advent where I was feeling that strain was like this I'm not doing this like this is you know God is is here and he's present in our home even if we never even light the advent wreath you mm-hmm. know of course the ideal is that you will be getting <laughs> to those things but um maybe you could speak a little bit about that because especially being homeschoolers having a large number of children when all the kids are little uh, moms are really susceptible to burnout mm-hmm. and I, I think it's important that we we speak to that about that we're not expecting moms to put on a magic show. We're not mm-hmm. expecting, you know, moms and dads even together <laughs> to be creating, a, you know, liturgical season in your home. As, right. And as beautiful as some of those things are, what might you say to somebody who's kind of struggling in that space right now? I'll I'll, I'll ask each of you that question, mm-hmm. but we'll go to you first, Haley. Well, yeah, that is definitely an issue I have come across many times because you're, you're kind of starting to get bogged down. You go from one, mm-hmm. you know, liturgical season to the next and oh, I feel like I'm behind on this and this and this. How can I ever catch up or and you feel like almost you're failing your children if you don't give them that. And that's I think that's sure. a, an easy trap. an easy trap <laughs> to get trap. stuck yeah. in. Um mm-hmm. but I would just say that, you know, you take it a little bit at a time. If you can get to doing a daily prayer during Advent, then do that. If it's a short prayer, do that. And don't let mm-hmm. the details get in the way, mm-hmm. you know, right. and count that as a success. <clears throat> and then right. maybe the next day, if you feel like you can add something else, then do that. If not, then don't. And mm-hmm. then maybe right. the next right. year, the season will change and you'll feel like you can do a little bit more. Um, and yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's an encouraging point to make mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes, especially if you're in a, a, a season that's difficult or you're struggling or it's extra challenging, it can feel like this is how it's always going to be, right. but <laughs> yeah. it, that's not true. Right. And we do, things change mm-hmm. and your circumstances will be different mm-hmm. um, in, in the future. Um, so maybe what what might you add to, to that, Pamela? Um, I would say, you know, we're trying to bring the liturgy and the church to our homes and if we just feel like we can't do it at home, go to church. Just rely on the sacraments. Like, they're already doing these things, you know. They're right. reading the um, O antiphons during Advent. 
they're reading the birth mm-hmm. stories and this, the stories preparing to the birth of our Lord during Advent, you're seeing the liturgical mm-hmm. colors. So if you can't do it, that's all right. Just, you know, go to mass yeah. once mm-hmm. a week, twice a week. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, yeah. you can't underestimate the sacraments, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of grace there mm-hmm. for sure. So uh, you mentioned the, a section on hospitality, which I do want to talk about, but uh, how is the book structured? Could you just describe it for us, like the different different sections and what people are going to get in this book? Yeah. Um, so I think there are about 10 chapters. You know, we go through kind of the bit basic, like, what's the what's your domestic church? The liturgical calendar, like you can also really rely on that. Like, oh, today's St. Dominic's feast day. And just this mm-hmm. morning, my daughter was like, let's just see whose feast day it is every day. And just, you know, at the end of our prayer, St. Dominic, pray for us. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, great mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, yeah, very doable. <clears throat> then we have um, a couple chapters on, well, I guess one chapter on fatherhood mm-hmm. and that the, being the a husband. Husbands did together. That the guys yeah. did. And then we did a chapter on motherhood. Mm-hmm which I think Haley and I would both say was like really impactful for us, just, you know, the process of writing that. Um, and then we have, mm-hmm. we kind of go through different relationships in the family, like serving how, one another, yeah, serving mm-hmm. how should siblings act towards one another, you mm-hmm. know, how should parents act towards one another and like what can parents teach the kids and, you know, just kind of the whole family relationship. Um, we have one mm-hmm. on like the physical structure of your home which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, language, language mm-hmm. in your home. Like, what are you saying? And mm-hmm. is that really what you mean? Like, let's use the language of virtues and, you know, res- respect, respecting mm-hmm. one another mm-hmm. with our language. Yeah. So like in the yeah. beginning, I thought, oh, this is just another like liturgical living book. But then it's like, no, we have a lot more kind of like, you know, not all of the pieces, but a lot more of the pieces to just make it more of a mm-hmm. holistic church right here in our home, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I think all of those chapters just <clears throat> the aim is for us as the leaders of our family to take those, you know, lessons and on how to serve each other and hopefully it gets to our children. They see these things right. and they learn these things and um it just becomes a second nature to want mm-hmm. to um to build up our domestic church and um, it becomes habitual. Right. So you, you mentioned the chapter on hospitality, and I think that this is such a natural place for this to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're not meant to be a domestic church and just be all just contained in our in our homes, mm-hmm. right? But like you said, go out and evangelize all of Tulsa. What it, so what does that look like for you? Uh, because I, I know that this is one that I hear from moms about a lot who have a lot of anxiety around the idea of inviting people in. Mm-hmm. And I'm always here on the podcast encouraging people like, just invite some people yeah. over, like this, mm-hmm. you know, and don't wait for your home to be perfect or right. wait for your children to mm-hmm. behave or, or have the perfect dinner party planned. Like just open up your space to people. Do you have some practical mm-hmm. ideas to share for ways to do that that might be encouraging for people who have those kinds of hesitations about hospitality? Sure, sure. I mean, I if I waited for my home to be perfect, it would never be done. No one would ever come <laughs> over. But we're um, just getting past that hurdle of bringing people into your home and letting them see the messiness of it. I mean, you're human. And I think people, when I go to somebody's house, I see over all of those little things. And honestly, if I do see that it's a little bit messy, it makes me feel a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. <laughs> but, you know, just putting the invitation out there. 
um, mm-hmm. to a young family or to a seminarian or to, um, you know, somebody who is new at church, going up to mm-hmm. them right when you notice that, oh, that's a new face, making them feel right. welcome. And um, it can be a little intimidating going to a stranger and saying, please come to our home. You don't want to come <laughs> right. off a little too strong, but... You know that open invitation. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. and um, and I think your kids, well, my kids, I know they get really excited about it, and they'll roll the napkins. You know, they can mm-hmm. really participate in having someone over to your home. Um, you know, they'll mm-hmm. they'll clear the table without even being asked, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, we don't ever do that, you know. <laughs> and it's just amazing, like what, like even if you don't have any expectations, like they will exceed those and just really kind of blow you mm-hmm. away at, at their hospitality because they've seen you do practice that and you, you know, welcome people in and serve others. And so I think that's really a gift that you can give your family is, mm-hmm. you know, having one person over or a family or a couple families. Right. I think in our community, we have, we have a very great Catholic community here in the Tulsa area. Like, We've kind of picked different feast days. Like we have some friends that they always do an epiphany party for couples only, you know, and some mm-hmm. friends that always do a Corpus Christi party for like the whole family, you know. And, yeah. you know, if we all kind of do our part, like it's really easy to just live liturgically in your community mm-hmm. um, as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's encouraging to hear. Mm-hmm. It, but so uh, or do you have some thoughts on maybe some ideas for ways that people can do that that aren't as overwhelming? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to ho- have a whole dinner party, maybe mm-hmm. like starting small. Do you have some thoughts on that? Um, well, we don't have a huge house. And so if you get like two families in here, it is crowded and chaotic. So we've <laughs> I don't know, we've tried, first of all, to participate in other people's generosity of feasting and celebrating. We've just had a family over, not even for a meal, but like in Lent, um, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. eat dinner and then they'll come over after dinner and we'll do Stations of the Cross like around the house, you know, and we'll like just pile into each room with, you know, our Mm -hmm. flashlights or candles or, you know, (laughs) turn all the lights off or something. Um, So it doesn't even have to be a meal. You know, it could just be like, Mm -hmm. let's meet at the park because today is whatever day. Or let's meet at Mass. Right. It's always fun to see your friends at Mass, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you can go to a daily Mass. Um, mm-hmm. It's always exciting. Right. So Yeah, that's much more doable. It yeah. feels very community yeah. building as well. You don't have to clean yeah. your house and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so starting there, starting there if you're having hesitations yeah. about it. Well, we're almost out of time here, but can you tell us where people can go to find out more about the book and, and learn more about building their own domestic church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll go to ascensionpress.com. Um, all mm-hmm. of our information will be there along with all of the other wonderful books that they publish. And St. Michael Catholic Radio, um, we also have a link there, stmichaelradio.com. Um, okay. And then I think our just- husbands do the Catholic Man Show podcast, mm-hmm. so, you know. Right, we should have mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, but this is about you. This yeah, is about yeah, you, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, you know, if your husband is a listener of theirs, they've been really promoting it as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Right. So that's yeah. the Catholic Man Show podcast. Mm-hmm. We can put that, we can put a link to that in the show notes as well. So we'll have it linked up at, over at ascensionpress.com as well. The title of the book again is Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. Co-authors Pamela Niles and Haley Minahan, along with their husbands, have put together this project. And Pamela and Haley, I want to thank you for, for, for working on this project for your heart for other families that are, are looking to grow their domestic church. And thanks for coming on Girlfriends today to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah thank you fun. very much. Thank you, Danielle. All right. Coming up, we've got more of the show for you. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to the Girlfriends Podcast. Did you know that every single item in a Catholic church points us towards heaven? Make every visit to a Catholic church a powerful reminder of God's presence with a new book from Ascension, The Sacred That Surrounds Us by Andrea Zachman. The Sacred That Surrounds Us awakens Catholics to the mystery of the seemingly ordinary items we see every week at Mass. It explains with clarity the symbolic realities and historical facts of each one. To order The Sacred That Surrounds Us, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. And I told you last week I was going to reward Katie because she sent me two voice messages and she's getting them both played in separate shows here on Girlfriend. So if you want to leave me a voice message, you can always connect with me on Voxer. It's a fun app where you can just leave a voice message. The way to connect with me on Voxer is through the link in the show notes that are always available at ascensionpress.com or by subscribing, text the word girlfriends to 33. 777. Or you can record your voice on your phone and just send it to me by email danielle at daniellebean.com. Okay, here's Katie. Hi, Danielle. Katie here, longtime reader and listener. And I just finished listening to your most recent podcast about tips for moms as we go back to school. For me, I'm still in that back to school phase of life, even though I have two adult children. I have a middle schooler and high schooler, and I'm actually a teacher myself. And I think for me, I know that change is hard. So it's always a difficult time of year, even though I welcome the change, I resist it at the same time. And so many of the tips that you gave during your podcast are helpful. And one of the things for me specifically to meal preparation is pre-cooking, like on a Sunday, um, making some things ahead so that I have something in the fridge on a work night. But I think the biggest thing for me is just recognizing that that change is difficult and giving myself some grace and kind of leaning into the change instead of resisting it. Thanks for what you do. Thank you, Katie, so much for that. And yeah, we're we're not really still in the back to school season, but any time of change is a difficult time. And I, I like that you're recognizing that. And and your little tip about pre-cooking for meals, that's a really helpful thing. For me, at least, I know mentally it helps me. Like the days where I have a plan for dinner and I've actually put something into place for that plan for dinner, whether it's pre-cooking or cutting up the vegetables or having something in a slow cooker or whatever, that it just, I feel more together. (laughs) I feel less overwhelmed by life, even in a very busy time. So I think that's a really helpful thing. And pre-cooking on the weekends is something I've never been very organized about, but you're kind of inspiring me. I might, I might try that at least a little bit, you know, you can do a little bit. Um, There are whole books about how to like pre-cook like a, a month's worth of meals ahead of time and have it already like in your freezer. 
Some people go nuts with that stuff. I don't know, Katie, if that's something you want to try, but that's never been me. But there are little ways that you can do that. So definitely going to give that some thought. And then, you know, your to your final point about the fact that it's just hard. Sometimes change is hard. And sometimes you're going through a hard transition. And it is so important. You're so wise to recognize that you just need to accept it sometimes. Sometimes you just need to accept the fact that it's going to be hard for a while. And I I became aware of this actually recently when there was a young woman in my life who's going through a very difficult time physically, emotionally, spiritually, just very hard. And then she was coming to me for advice and I didn't have any advice. She wanted me to help her like make it go away, right? And all I could offer her was sometimes it's just hard and it's going to be for a while. And we need to, you know, be patient in that process. Like you said, kind of leaning into the change, leaning into what's hard and yeah, getting, you know, getting the help that you need and the support that you need. So for sure, but also just recognizing sometimes you're just going through something that's difficult and there's no substitution for the passage of time for making an adjustment like that. So I think that's actually very wise and uh, very simple, but maybe not the answer that you want to hear if you're struggling with something, but it's it's so very true that sometimes it's just about being patient in that process of adjustment. So thank you for that, Katie. If you want to send me something, send it to me at danielle at daniellebean.com. I would love to take up your question here, or if you have a suggestion for a future topic here on Girlfriends, I would love for the show to be serving you. So let me know what's going on in your life, where you need support, what kinds of topics you'd like to see me take up here. Uh, I would love to have that feedback from you. And that's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. I know you have many duties, many obligations, many people vying for your time, energy, and attention. And I am just so grateful that you choose to spend some of your precious time right here with me each week. Thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 